ushers in Palestinian state, catastrophe hits America, one of America's greatest times of need, Israel refuses help to America, Israel is attacked, America sends troops, chaos reigns as Americans protest help to Israel, then the fall of America will start with an internal revolution started by the communists, some of the people will start fighting against the government, the government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, and Mexico, and two of the countries will attack and defeat America in one day, in one hour, so great riches will come to naught. Welcome to the Prophecy Club. You've already heard the new opening where I'm talking about the headlines to the fall of America and then Dimitri Dudeman. Well, we're about to be discussing some of those today. The most important topic, let me say it again, the most important topic that we can discuss if we want to understand the possible timing of the fall of America, is Israel. Let me say it again. If you want to know when America is going to fall, the most important thing to understand is our relationship with Israel. That's the topic I'm going to discuss today. I've got some very important information for you. So, as I've already said in the opening, Omer ushers in Palestinian state. That's the thing we're watching for today. While we do not know that that's the order that those particular newspaper headlines will be fulfilled in, that is, in my opinion, probably the first one. Now, let me give you a little bit more background, and then let me give you the information I've got. April fifteenth, two 2002, we've talked about this many times. Leslie was given a dream. We call it Arafat in the hospital. And it said that Arafat was going to die in the hospital. Sure enough, he did. But at the time... He wasn't even allowed outside of his compound. So to put that out on the Internet, on the radio, and all of our best supporters out there, that was a very big, risky deal. But two years later, 11-11-04, 3.30 a.m., just like she was told, Arafat died in the hospital. That validates the rest of the prophecy. She was also told that Israel will give the Palestinians a state. Well, that's not too tough because Joel 3.2 says they will part my land. The Palestinian state will be a temporary measure to allow the Israelis time to strengthen their military. So, a Palestinian state is coming. And if you want to know when America falls, you watch for that headline. Because when the Palestinian state is given, if the newspaper headline says, Omer, as in we think that's spelled O-L-M-E-R-T, but we don't know how it's spelled because she didn't see it spelled. She only heard the audible voice say it to her. Omer ushers in Palestinian state. Then oil will be discovered in Israel. The oil will make the Jews willing to fight for the land. Then Israel and America will go against rest of the most of the rest of the Arab world. And that, in my opinion, is the beginning of the new world order, the world government, and all that sort of stuff. Now, I want to play an audio here from Ehud Omert, and he is saying, <laughs> and I said Omer, but that's, that's not the correct way to pronounce it. It's Omer. Ehud Omer. And he is saying that he believes Netanyahu's rule is about over, and then he plans to become the next prime minister. Well, la-di-da, that kind of fits in, doesn't it? Here it is. Uh, Mr. Abbas is first and foremost a president of the Palestinian people and a great political leader and the most relevant person for the future developments in the relations between Israel and the Palestinians. Aside from this, I consider him to be a friend. I liked him when we were working together as a person, as a human being, and I admired his dedication and his commitment to achieve peace. I share the same belief that peace is achievable. 
peace is doable. And I am sure that, as President Abbas said, had I been able to continue my tenure in office for three, four, four more months, then there would have been peace for years now between Israel and the Palestinians. President Abbas never said no to my plan. Never. President Abbas never said no. It's true he didn't say yes. But it's also true that had I been Prime Minister for more time, there could have been peace, as he says it now. Now, when the President says that he didn't say no, today, what he really says, in my mind, this is the inevitable interpretation of what he says, is that peace is within reach. He doesn't reject continuing within that framework. I'm very privileged, very honored, that I have this opportunity to renew my friendship and my personal relations with President Abbas, and I wish him, and I wish the chairman of the negotiating committee of the Palestinian people, Dr. Saib Arakat, good health and a lot of success, and I hope that next time we meet, we will be in the midst of negotiations between Israel and the Palestinians towards the achievement of this great goal. There is no other solution to the Israeli-Palestinian historical conflict than a two-state solution. That the only person in the Palestinian, amongst the Palestinian people, who is capable of doing it is Dr. Mahmoud Abbas. And that's why I have enormous respect for him. He is the man. He can do it. He wants to do it. He fights against terror because this is part of his commitment to achieve peace between us and them. That was Ehud Omer saying all sorts of wonderful things about Mahmoud Abbas. Now here's a Fox News report, and this is saying that he's trying to become prime minister. Unexpectedly this morning, the Israeli defense minister, Avigdor Lieberman, resigning in protest of Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's decision to accept a ceasefire agreement with Hamas. The defense minister who will be resigning in the next 48 hours also calling today for early elections in Israel, putting new pressure on the prime minister. Residents are demanding that the Israeli government take a harder stance against Hamas, the group in control of the Gaza Strip. Earlier this week, after a botched Israeli intelligence operation, Hamas and other Gazan factions fired more than 400 rockets into southern Israel, killing one person. The Israelis responded with a series of airstrikes in Gaza. Now the resigning defense minister is calling the ceasefire signing and previous allowance of payments to Hamas a surrender to terrorism. Pressure increases on the prime minister here in Israel. Hamas is claiming victory for the resignation of Lieberman. Also something to keep in mind here, with Lieberman's party gone, uh, this could mean the end of Benjamin Netanyahu's rule here in Israel due to the fact that his parliamentary party will only have a one majority lead. This could mean the end of Benjamin Netanyahu's rule here in Israel due to the fact that his parliamentary party will only have a one majority lead. This could mean the end of Benjamin Netanyahu's rule here in Israel. And here's another source saying that Netanyahu might be out and Omer might be in. Israel's defense minister has resigned in protest of a ceasefire with Palestinian militants in Gaza. Avigdor Lieberman resigned on Wednesday during a press briefing, saying the ceasefire will severely harm our security in the long run. He's been critical of peace deals with Hamas in the past. The Jerusalem Post reports several Israeli officials are already vying for Lieberman's spot. His resignation goes into effect two days after he puts it in writing. Lieberman is part of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's ruling coalition, and his leaving could trigger early elections. 
they are saying that Netanyahu may soon be out. Omer is then saying he is going to be in. Now, here's another article. This is dated November the 14th, 2018. Headline, Netanyahu trying to avoid snap election after Lieberman quits. It goes on to say Lieberman's announcement, basically just saying he is resigning from the defense ministry and taking this guy, whose name I can't pronounce, out of the coalition. And then officials said, I'm skipping part of it, earlier that if Education Minister Naftali Bennett does not become defense minister, minister, the party will quit the coalition. Skipping down, the chance that the coalition will survive much longer seemed very low, skipping down. The opposition began working on the assumption that an election is on the way, skipping it down. Zionist union leader Abi Gabay said good riddance to Lieberman and Netanyahu should be next. He's the one who promised to take down Hamas and turned into Hamas leaders and basically went along with them. Yeshid Aited, chairman, and I can't say the name again, says he is ready for an election. Today the countdown begins, meaning the countdown to the end of Netanyahu. Today the countdown begins. Today the journey begins to bring back the security or the responsibility and leadership to Israel. So what it's saying is that Netanyahu is on his way out. This one is dated October 20th. Headline, Netanyahu's time is over. Former Israeli Prime Minister Omer, spelled O-L-M-E-R-T, but it's pronounced Omer, calls for a revival of his 2008 peace plan. And it says it will take a mere months to strike a deal with the Palestinians if Israel returns to its 2008 two-state proposal. The only ones opposing the plan are Benjamin Netanyahu and his circle, former Prime Minister Ehud Omer said. There is no question in my mind that Netanyahu's time is over. He's gone. Then Omer says that we need to introduce a settlement similar to the one that the government laid out 10 years ago. Omer, who governed Israel for a while, offered nearly complete withdrawal of the Israeli forces from the West Bank and from the Arab-populated East Jerusalem. In other words, they're going to give the Palestinians East Jerusalem. That would mean splitting Jerusalem. That would mean splitting Israel. Now, hang on to that. We're going to come back to that. That's very important. With placing its old city under international trusteeship, he also proposed the Palestinian Mahmoud Abbas to allow Israel to keep small portions of the Palestinian land containing major Jewish settlements in return. Tel Aviv was to cede roughly the same amount of land to the Palestinian Authority. How's this tie in? On November 30th, 2011, Sundu Sadar said that he was fasting and praying for three days and he saw an open vision. He said, I saw a mighty angel with a drawn sword appeared before me and said, Israel will be betrayed by her closest friend and the nation that will betray Israel. The same fate will happen to her. A map of the United States appeared before the angel. Then the angel pulled back his sword and stuck it into the center of the United States and said, the nation that will be responsible for dividing the land of Israel will likewise be separated in two. East Jerusalem will become the capital for the Palestinians, and West Jerusalem will become the capital for Israel. Are you understanding what is going on here? What these guys are saying is that it could be a matter of months before Netanyahu is replaced with this Ehud Omer, and that could fulfill the newspaper headline that Leslie was told January 22 of 2006, which said, Omer ushers in Palestinian state. If that happens, 
then we do not have very long at all. If that happens, I'm going to say this. When that one, that newspaper headline says Omer ushers in Palestinian state, at that point, I think I'm ready to say that America's doom is very quickly. Depends upon when that is, but that could mean that, yes, America could be falling someplace in the near 2020, 2021 ballpark. Again, I'm still not trying to set a date because our God is merciful. He does not want to bring this judgment. He doesn't. For strong is the Lord God that judgeth her. Yes, he is very strong. Yes, he is the God that removeth kings and setteth up kings. And he turns the hearts of kings. He is the one that kills. He makes alive, Deuteronomy 32. He wounds, he heals, and neither can any deliver out of his hand. Yes, he's very powerful. Yes, he can bring down America. But I honestly believe he doesn't want to. But if America continues to corrupt the world, and that's exactly what she's doing right now, she continues that, then he really will have no choice. He doesn't want to, but at the same time, he is a righteous judge. Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord? For thou only art righteous. For all nations will come and worship before thee when thy judgments are made manifest. He is the righteous judge. Again, he removes kings. He sets up kings. He has the keys of hell and death. And no one can deliver out of his hand. And right now, America has been weighed and found wanting. And she is soon to be destroyed. I hate to say that. And at what time the pre-tribbers finally figure out that they're wrong, which by the way, I guess I should take a second. Hopefully my book is going to be able to come out in January. That's what we're trying to do. Uh, the, the lady that is doing the final edit to it says she'll have it to me by the end of this week. And at that point, then I will turn it over to be flowed into InDesign and put into a PDF and I, I still have to find someone to print it because with the sp- special printing needs of having these two large prophecy charts in the book, not just every printer can print it, so I am told. But anyway, hopefully when the book comes out, it is going to go a long way for helping many very confused people in the world of Bible prophecy to understand Bible prophecy. Uh, I don't know. I haven't talked about it much, but I'll take just a second here. So about two years ago, I began memorizing the book of Revelation. And again, I'm just being honest about it. I mean, I've been in Bible prophecy a long time, and I I wasn't doing it to really learn anything new. It was just a project. And it was I, looking back now, it was the Spirit of God speaking to my heart to memorize Revelation. So I didn't really think I was going to learn a lot in terms of my brain, because I'd already been through it so many times. But boy, was I surprised. Now, I did learn some things from the text on the paper, but what happened was I began to get revelations, revelations beyond just ink on paper. I began to get things like, who are the two witnesses? Uh, What is the morning star? All sorts of revelations like that. Matter of fact, it totaled up to be over 30 revelations and two visions. Then one of the visions told me that I should put it into a book. Well, that book is now just about to go to print has two large charts in it, and it stands the possibility to possibly change those people that are looking for the truth if they want the truth about Bible prophecy. If they want to understand Bible prophecy and how the end works and how the sequence of events all works, then this book is going to be able to show them. 
two years ago when I began to memorize the book of Revelation, please hear what I'm about to say because it shocked me too. I did not know any of thing that's in this book. I didn't know anything. Not one thing that's in this book I knew two years ago. So I feel very safe in saying, and I'll just repeat what one of my editors said. He said, Stan, no one has this information. No one. And I feel very comfortable in saying, you do not know what is in this book. Now, I made three DVDs before I knew that I was supposed to put it into a book. And if you've watched all of those DVDs, if you've watched them several times, if you have everything in those three DVDs, the last three DVDs I made, without going into the names, we'll talk about that another day, then you have about half of the information in the book. (laughs) I mean, matter of fact, I'll tell you another little story. So my wife, Leslie, which has written about five books, she says, you need to read the book again. I thought, oh, man. Don't make me do that again. I mean, I was brained out. <laughs> my, my brain was drained. She said, no, you need to read it one more time. I said, all right, all right, fine. So I started reading through it, and I got caught up in reading it. All of a sudden, I realized I don't remember writing this. And then I realized uh, that's because you didn't write this. <laughs> in other words, as I was going through the book, and when it comes time, we'll talk more about what's in the book. But I was going through the book. There was an anointing on me, and I'm not going to sit here and say it's on the level of canonized scripture like the book of Revelation, but I also will say it's above my intelligence level. There are many things. Well, here's what some people that I've given the book to to read, they are now reading it through the second time, and they say it's just too deep to get it all the first time through. One of the other uh, editors, the lady that has it right now, she has edited many books. As a matter of fact, she's even a, uh, a what do you call them, a ghostwriter. In other words, uh, for pastors, she says pastors will give me kind of an outline of what they want, and I write the book. Well, I'm not exactly in favor of that. To me, I don't think that's exactly honest to put your name on a book that you didn't write, but that's their decision. So, But the point is, what I'm saying is she knows a lot about the book industry, Christian book industry, and she was considering whether she was going to take the book. So I sent the book over, and she read the first 20 pages. She called me back, and she said, you have something here. And I said, well, thank you. And she said, no, no, no. She says, you have something very powerful here. And now she's read the whole book, and she loves it. She's very excited about it. She she is saying, when I get done reading the book, when I get done editing the book, I'm going to have to go back and read the book again. Again, it's not going to be a book like any other book. It's not going to be a one-time read-through book and put it on the shelf thing. This is going to be a book, and that's the reason I'm trying to make it very thin so that you can carry it in your Bible, especially if you have a zipper around your Bible small enough to where you can just stick it in the zipper next to your Bible and carry it with you because I think it's going to be that kind of a book. And I'll tell you something else, too. Because I think it is going to be a book to help people to understand the last days and the end times and fill sports stadiums and win a lot of souls to the Lord – I'm not going to offer it in terms of just one book. Um, It's going to be at this point anyway. Again, we don't know exactly what is going to happen yet. But at this point anyway, I'm thinking I will probably offer it in a package of five books. Stan, can I just buy one? Sure. And I don't know exactly what the price is going to be, but I'm going to guess it's going to be in the $30 ballpark. That's just a guess because I don't know what it's going to cost yet until I know what it's going to cost to print 
and that includes shipping and all the other sort of stuff, then I don't I don't know what it's going to. But let's assume it's thirty dollars. Then you'll be able to get five books for thirty dollars. Well, can I buy one? Sure, it's thirty dollars. We throw in the other four free. Why? Because when most people read a book and they really, really like it and they want to get their other friends to read it, they just say, this is really, really a good book. Why don't you go buy it? Well, if you had four more books, most people can find four people to hand around a book that they feel very strong about. And when you read this book, you're going to find that you find very strong about it, especially when you all of a sudden begin to understand the end times like you have never understood it. And I'm going to have to say, I would have been in that same ballpark two years ago. If you'd have handed me this book, I would have loved it. I would have devoured it. But I'd have said, I didn't know anything in this book. This is not a stand book. This is a God book. Why? Why would God give so much information to one person? Well, the true answer is he doesn't give all of his information to any one person. He always spreads it around. He sprinkles it around like you sprinkle salt on your food. Okay, He sprinkles it around, but he did seem to pile quite a bit of it in me. Why? Because these are the last days. And as we get closer to that seven-year tribulation, and I believe we're getting very close then he is going to start pouring out his spirit. Your old men are going to dream dreams. Young men are see, going to see visions. I'll pour out my spirit upon my handmaidens. And we're going to say, again, this is the time of miracles. I told you, uh, what, August 8th, he spoke to me audibly and said, this is the time of miracles. Then he downloaded in my heart as the judgment hits, meaning as the trouble hits, as the end times hit, so will at the time, I interpreted what he said was double portion miracles. But now Pastor Messiah said, no, 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 it's not going to be double portion miracles. It's going to be sevenfold miracles. And then July 6th of 2018, four angels came to Sundar Salvarej and told him that even we, meaning the four angels, have never seen the kind of miracles that are about to come upon the earth. And it's not going to be just like a one-man show anymore. These miracles are going to be miracles like no one, no one going all the way back to Adam. That's what he spoke to my heart. No one on earth has ever seen the kind of miracles we're about to see. And I don't think they're just miracles of healing. I think they're miracles of finances. They're mir- I just There, I just got the anointing. I just felt the anointing, which is God confirming. And that's another thing. As I was going through the book, There it is, even getting stronger. As I was going through the book, the anointing would be with me. And if there was a time when the anointing stopped, it didn't mean I had to stop typing or stop reading, whatever I was doing. It just meant that that was permitted, but it wasn't his perfect will. Most of the book had the anointing with me. And then there was a few times I'd run across a story and I'd get a yawn. And whenever I got a yawn, I pulled that part out. Probably eight to ten years ago, I was talking to someone about possibly becoming a speaker for the Prophecy Club, and all of a sudden, I started yawning. And well, I ignored it. Well, I mean, I ignored it as long as I could ignore it, but the yawning got so bad, I couldn't even talk for yawning. And I thought, this is in the middle of the afternoon. I'm not sleepy. Why am I yawning? And then, of course, Lord, are you trying to say something to me? Well, I finally realized that he was trying to tell me, no, don't have that speaker in. Well, ever since then, from time to time, not all the time, but if it was something really important and I should avoid it or it was a no, I would get a yawn. Close to the time I finished memorizing the book of Revelation, something else began to happen to me. I began to feel the anointing of God. 
Now, I cannot tell you how many times at the front of the church, Leslie would say, oh, the anointing's arrived. Does anyone feel it? And I felt like saying, no, I don't feel a thing. You know, what's the anointing? No, I don't. No, no. Well, now I feel it. And it is saying that's a yes. And maybe I should talk about the anointing sometime. But there's different levels of the anointing. Sometimes it's just like someone just touches one hair on your head and there's just a little tickle. And that's what I feel most of the time. That's what I'm feeling on my head right now, just just a little tickle that's saying that the Lord is with me. Then other times it gets stronger. Sometimes I feel like I'm wearing a crown. Sometimes it feels like I've got Oh, how do I say it? It's kind of like in the shape if you had a mohawk. In other words, there's different shapes of the anointing that come on for different things. And then sometimes it's, it's like a crown. There's different sizes of crowns, different weights of crowns. Uh, it depends on what the Lord is trying to communicate to me at the time. And I don't know, maybe I need to have Leslie on because th- this is really her category. I mean, I'm the Bible guy. I mean, you know, I'm I'm the text in the, the, the word guy. I'm the word guy. <laughs> I'm the Bible guy. But she's the spirit, okay? She's the prophet. And she hears God. And I I can tell you a lot of stuff. I can talk I made several broadcasts talking about just as her husband, what I have seen God do with her. Very, very powerful lady. And when Leslie says it, I believe it. When she says it's God, I believe it. Uh, I've told you several stories, but now I'm about to run out of time. So let me just say we do have a gift offer, and if you are listening to this program, and I believe you are on a regular basis, if you're listening on a regular basis, then let me just confirm for you, it's not a joke. You have been called to be a watchman, and God is preparing you. I know in my heart many times what I'm saying is preparing you to be a watchman. As a watchman, you know you try to talk to people they don't want to hear right now. You've seen the window shade come down and the conversation end a lot of times. I know. I've been there too. But there's going to come a time, and I believe that that time may be very soon, maybe even in the next year, year and a half, two years, where all of a sudden things have gotten so desperate where they aren't ignoring the snowstorms anymore, the hurricanes, fires, they're burning up their cities. They're finally starting to say, you know what, is there something going? Is God trying to talk to us? and you've been trying to talk to them, they're going to start coming up to you and say, okay, can you explain what's going on? When that happens, brothers and sisters, that is your moment. That is your moment to fill the kingdom of God, to be able to have an answer, and you better have the answer. That's the reason I recommend you get Wake Up America DVD. This is Dimitri Dudeman himself back in 96 when I still had dark hair. You'll see me introducing him. And he gives his testimony of the angel coming to him when he's shaking and the electricity is going through him on the electric chair. You're not going to die. You're going to America to give them a warning from God. You need to see that testimony. You need to get it in your heart so you know that you know that you know, no, no, that when someone's asking you what in the world's going on, you can look them straight in the face and give them the correct answer. Then you need to have Prophecies of the Fall of America book, which is his whole testimony all of his dreams and visions, his grandson, Michael Bolday, and also Leslie's Prophecies for America. Then I also have another DVD we've included, America in Prophecy, like 193 scriptures all dealing with where America can be found in Bible prophecy. That's two DVDs and a book, valued at $75, available now for a gift of $35. Go to prophecyclub.com, prophecyclub.com. Now, if you want to watch... 
You can watch it instantly at WatchProphecyClub.com. 20 bucks a month, $200 a year. I think there's like uh, around 250 DVDs, and we're adding more of our DVDs. and going to be eventually 400 DVDs up there. So you can watch 400 DVDs for 20 bucks a month. But you also have to understand there's going to come a time when you're not going to be able to have the Internet because the Internet is going to be Mark of the Beast. That's going to be able to track every purchase on the globe, and you and I are not going to be a part of it. So that's the reason you need to have the discs. I recommend you get the discs. However, if you want to get Wake Up America, gift offer, two DVDs and a book, gift of $35, prophecyclub.com, prophecyclub.com. Want to watch instantly? It's go to watchprophecyclub.com, watchprophecyclub.com. Get it. Get yourself informed. You don't want to be stumbling and stammering and saying, gosh, I, I remember it went something like that. You want to be able to have the answer and point them to Jesus, brothers and sisters. It's worth the 35 bucks to be ready to win souls. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for your gifts of support. God bless.